Hear now a reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning with verse 6. I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. So, we are always confident, even though we know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, we do have confidence, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please Him. For all of us must appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each may receive recompense for what has been done in the body, whether good or evil. Now jumping to verse 14. For the love of Christ urges us on, because we are convinced that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all, so that those who might live no longer for themselves, but for him who died and was raised for them. From now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view. Even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view, we know him no longer in that way. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. What do T.S. Eliot, Elon Musk, Ashley Judd, and Hugh Jackman have in common? They all took a gap year to study abroad. If you're not familiar with the term, a gap year is an interim period between high school and the first year of college. Many schools, including prestigious institutions like Harvard University, encourage students that have been admitted to consider this option. And a high percentage of incoming freshmen are taking them up on the offer. There's even an organization called the Gap Year Association that helps students make plans so that this in-between time will not be wasted. The association emphasizes that it's not really a year off, but a year on. A year to better prepare students for the next step on their academic journey. Rather than goof-off time or party time, the gap year can be used for travel, personal growth, and preparation helping students get the most out of their first year of college. Take, for example, a young lady named Annabelle. After high school, she found herself in what she called a train wreck of a life. She was under pressure from family, friends, and teachers to go directly to college after summer break. But Annabelle wanted more time for rejuvenation and personal growth, so she took a gap year. During this time, she worked as a cashier at Target and was eventually promoted to the head of the cosmetics department. During her free time, she became a runway model for the Quintus Art Gala, took singing lessons, performed in bands, produced a high school musical, 
acted in plays, painted, and even did makeup artistry. The following year, after these enriching experiences, she enrolled in the theater program of a nearby university and today is working at the same school as a staff carpenter. Like Annabelle, many students take the time between high school and their first year of college to travel, explore new cultures, work, learn new skills, and develop new hobbies. In so doing, they learn how to live productively in what we might call the meantime, the space between a fading past and an emerging future. Reflecting on the idea of a gap year helps us to better understand our scripture reading this morning, where Paul talks about his life as a follower of Jesus in between what currently is and what is to come in the future. He writes, while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. We would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So, whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please Him. Whether we are talking about Annabelle or the Apostle Paul, in between time refers to times of transition, times when we can no longer hold on to the past but don't have anything to grab onto in the future, like when you are in between jobs, in between relationships, or in between homes. We can also experience in-between time emotionally, when we realize that our old ways of thinking and acting are keeping us stuck, but we haven't gained the healing, the insights, or the tools needed to confidently move into the future. Living in this kind of in-between time is often scary and confusing. We sometimes feel stuck. But how we choose to spend this time and the choices we make will determine our quality of life on the other side. The Apostle Paul understood the unique challenges of navigating this in-between time. In fact, after encountering the risen Christ on the road to Damascus, he came to understand all human life this way. All human beings live in the tension of what God has already done in Jesus and what God is still planning to do in Jesus. We all live between the first coming of Christ and the second coming of Christ, between the inauguration of the kingdom of God and the consummation of the kingdom of God. In addition, Paul understood his own personal life and ministry as unfolding in a unique kind of in-between time. He says to the Philippians, For to me, living is Christ and dying is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful, fruitful labor for me, and I do not know which I prefer. I am hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary for you. Since I am convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with all of you for your progress and joy and faith, 
so that I may share abundantly in your boasting in Christ Jesus when I come to you again. Did you catch the in-between language in this passage? Paul says, I am hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, but to remain in the flesh is more necessary for you. By the time Paul wrote this, he had been through some difficult times as an apostle and evangelist. You may remember that he was beaten, abused, shipwrecked, and imprisoned. But even as he endured all the pain and difficulty of this in-between time, he refused to see it as meaningless or empty. He refused to waste this time. Rather, he used it to draw closer to God, to be renewed in spirit, to gain wisdom, and to prepare himself for whatever was coming next. Rather than wasting this time, he resolved to make it as productive as possible. And by his example, he encourages us to do the same when we are living in our in-between time. We all know that this is easier said than done. So we are prompted to ask, how was Paul able to do it? One thing that made this possible was that he had a clear sense of mission. He knew that there was still important work to do for Jesus and that people were counting on him. And what was his mission? He tells us in 2 Corinthians 5. His mission was to be an ambassador for Christ working for reconciliation. As he navigated the challenges of life in the meantime, his mission was to urge people to be reconciled to God. This clear sense of mission and purpose guided his choices and empowered him to say, even in the darkest times, if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See everything has become new. Like Paul, if we are going to be faithful in our meantime, then we will need a clear sense of mission too. When we get a bad diagnosis, experience a layoff, go through an economic downturn, navigate a pandemic, suffer the loss of an important relationship, when we are confused, scared, stuck, and running low on hope, we will need to rediscover our purpose. And while our specific purpose may be different from Paul's, there is one thing we know for sure. God does not want us to waste our in-between time, lost, aimless, and stuck in despair. But if we are going to make this time productive, we will need a mission to focus our attention and channel our energies. So how do we find our mission or rediscover our purpose when living in the meantime? While there is no magic formula or quick fix, according to Paul, the answer has something to do with faith. One of the most quoted verses of scripture written by Paul is 2 Corinthians 5.7, which we read this morning. For we walk by faith, not by sight. When Paul writes this, he's not saying, just fake it till you make it. <laughs> no, he is teaching us that when we go through difficult times, 
it is crucial to remember our core values, to remember what we believe most deeply about God and God's creation, which includes ourselves. As we recall these things, we can be more intentional about trusting them. And as we lean into our faith in this way, trusting the promises of God more than our immediate circumstances or feelings, God has a way of helping us rediscover our purpose. This is often illustrated by telling the story of Vince Lombardi. I'm sure you remember how he coached the Green Bay Packers to greatness starting in the summer of 1961. The Packers had lost the 1960 championship game against the Philadelphia Eagles by squandering a fourth quarter lead. Lombardi knew that uh, what this team did in the in-between time, in between the championship loss and the new season, would determine their future. So when training camp started, his strategy was to go back to the basics. Starting from scratch and assuming nothing, he uttered the famous words that would begin their reintroduction to the fundamentals of the game. Gentlemen, this is a football. Under Lombardi's coaching, they never lost another playoff game. They beat the New York Giants 37-0 that year, and they won five championships in seven years, three in a row during one stretch. In fact, Lombardi never coached a team with a losing record. Why? Because he understood the importance of fundamentals first. In a similar way, Paul understood the importance of faith first when enduring the challenges of in-between times, because faith is the fundamental key. Paul holds up faith like Lombardi held up a football. Friends in Christ, this is faith. Walk by it, hold on to it, don't drop it or let it slip from your grasp. Cling to it tightly, defend it from all attacks, believe in it, carry it, and it will carry you to victory. Most high school students who take a gap year do so voluntarily, but life doesn't always work out that way, does it? Sometimes we have no choice. We are thrust into an uncertain meantime. Something happens and suddenly we find ourselves between what was and what we hope will be. And during this meantime, it's important to gain perspective and make good choices. Paul did this by walking by faith, and so can we. Paul was an ambassador for Jesus Christ, and his mission was to help people be reconciled to God. And what we learn from his example is that God has a purpose for us too, and that we can rediscover that purpose and make the best of our in-between times if we lean into our faith one day at a time. If we trust God, He will revive our hope, renew our strength, and rekindle our sense of purpose. And that, my friends, is the good news of the gospel this morning.